Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. Welcome back. Luckily, this week I have Erica Hemphill joining me with ENG Designs and Construction out of Louisiana. Erica is also, for those of you who don't know, building a location over here in Orange Beach, Alabama, near me. So thankfully for that, I get to see her face from time to time when she's here in town. But I've had the privilege of working with Erica now for about the past six months in a coaching setting and really get to know her and get to know her story. And I can't wait to have her share a lot of her journey with everybody because things will be immensely beneficial, especially for young ladies out there or not necessarily young ladies. I know a lot of ladies that are older than me that are trying to start businesses and escape that nine to five and uh, excited to have you here, Erica, and tell your story a little bit. How you been? Good, good. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. I um, was so tickled last night just thinking about like, what were we going to get into today? What was he going to ask me? And um, it's just good to hear your voice. We haven't talked in a while since uh, our coaching ended last month. So super excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you. So I know a little bit of your story. None of the people listening obviously do yet. So that's what we hope to accomplish here today. But tell us a little bit real quick, if you will, just about kind of what you guys do, sort of the size of your business. You don't have to share specific numbers or anything that make you uncomfortable. Just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you guys have going on. So we are a, what we consider a one-stop shop here in Louisiana, and we're now licensed in Mississippi. And just like you said, going into um, Alabama as well, we're a custom home builder. Um, We also draft prints and we also do interior design. We also have a second um, level uh, of our business and we do remodels as well. So um, we like to say we're the one-stop shop just for um, clients to come in and we'll kind of walk them through the process from start to finish. The biggest question we get is that if you draft my prints, can you build my house too? Yes, we are a general contractor. Um, so that's always exciting and it's different every day, something new every day. Um, as far as like the size of our business, we're growing astronomically, um, leaps and bounds. So we're blessed in the market that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a $8 million company. I don't mind sharing that. I pat myself and my team on the back for doing that. And this July, we just made five years. That's awesome. That's a, that's amazing. So a little bit about the structure, the setup. I know that, uh, you and your husband, Garland. Mm-hmm. sort of work together, run everything together. Um, other than that, is it a, is it basically, did you guys sort of have the idea together or tell me so, a little bit about how it started? No, it was like a crazy whirlwind actually. So I used to work in the oil and gas industry. I graduated mm-hmm. from Southeastern University here in Hammond, Louisiana um, in business administration with a concentration in human resource. And one of my teachers recommended me for this oil and gas company based out of Mandeville, Louisiana. So I started working for them and I loved my job. 
Um, but then family comms, babies come. And I was traveling a lot with the oil and gas industry. It's a lot of um, travel time back and forth to Houston. Um, and so it was just time for a change. And when we started talking about change, what did that look like? Um, we kind of set some goals into place on me trying to stay at home a little bit with my son. And then now my daughter at that time when we started it and Garland was actually working for waste management and then United Site Services based out of Baton Rouge doing logistics and operations then. And so it was more or less, I had a love for design and houses. And like, I would randomly say, Hey, there's a parade of homes this weekend. Let's go and go look at the houses. And it was like dragging him every weekend. And he was just like, okay, this is ridiculous. So when I really sat down and started thinking about it, my mom's an entrepreneur. She's owned three businesses. She started them and sold them. Um, and so I always knew I had that part of me. I just didn't know where that was going to take me along my journey. And so we were sitting down one night and he said, what do you really want to do? He like really pushed me to answer that question. And I said, I want to build houses and I'm not going to lie to y'all. He laughed. He's like, you really don't know anything about doing that. And I was like, I'm going to learn. My uncle is a commercial contractor. So I do have that around me, but, um, he really was like, we've never even done this at all. Like, what are we going to do? So there we were. And I studied, I took the test and Garland stayed on with United Site Services. And I started the company in 2017 is when we were licensed. And then we built our first house in 2018. So then we immediately started branding ourselves. That was the biggest thing was that I was like, we need to brand ourselves as a high-end custom builder. There wasn't anybody in our area that did that. And so we really marketed ourselves really well. And we became known as just a high-end custom builder. Then COVID happened. Let's mm -hmm. fast forward and COVID happened. My husband's company was doing massive layoffs. Obviously, a lot of companies were. And ENG was actually growing at that time. And so it just made sense. We sat down. If I was going to hire a superintendent and pay somebody to do that job, who else has the same investment and the same goals that I do? Um, so he came in. And um, he would probably tell you that the first year we were trying to figure out how to work with each other because I think we wanted to kill each other more times than not. Um, but now he is truly the backbone of he runs all of our subs. He has a project manager that works with him that just really kind of keeps us growing so that I can work on other things with the business. So That's no, awesome. it was never just like, oh, Eric and Garland got together and we just joined this lovely marriage together. I'm I'm glad to hear that it sort of started that way because I'll tell you a little bit about so me and Macy when I decided to start this company Roof Savers I uh, was full time police officer helping another officer on the shift that uh, was on the same shift as me put a metal roof on his house and uh, a piece of metal was dropped hurt me pretty badly cut my leg i was laid up in the bed i had watched all the tiger kings or whatever it was that was on netflix at that <laughs> at that time and um i saw a i saw an ad on facebook because i was using the word roofing for roof max which is a product we use to, to save shingle roofs and i decided hey for the first time in my life i feel like god the universe whatever you want to call it i call it god is pushing yeah. me in this direction, I feel like it's we're being I think this is a path that has been pre-selected for us, if you will. 
And uh, she said, yeah, go ahead and give it a shot. If that's what you want to do, I believe in you. So we decided to, to do a uh, go into business for ourselves. And the first week that we finally got open and I was able to start treating roofs, we had a very big first week. And she was pregnant at the time, dealing with stress at work. She was a dispatcher at the sheriff's office. We were work, both working shift work. Right. And uh, she went in and. I guess something hit her the wrong way and she decided she was done. And so she quit, didn't even give a notice, which I would not recommend this to anybody ever. <laughs> and it's not how she's ever acted before or after. It's just the pregnancy hormones, the fact that we had a little extra money coming in and all happened at the same time. And she instantly became a vital part of our business when it came to answering the phone, scheduling appointments, helping me keep my schedule straight. And once she started doing that, that's when things really begin to take off because it freed me up to do the things that I was good at, which was go out, look at work, assess the situation, sell the work, produce the work. And then uh, we started building a team after that. So I like to tell people we sort of accidentally ended up as, as entrepreneurs. I just wanted to make a little extra money and then her and her. Yeah. And, and you, you being a I lady having some kids Macy. yeah yeah because garland was like a hundred percent on board and i was like i think he knew probably the same that macy knew that like you weren't gonna let it fail like you weren't mm -hmm. going to not succeed um and i think when they jump on board with you like that that gives you almost or i know it did for me like a huge boost of confidence like oh wow we just went from like two incomes to one income and I better like make sure that this is working every day and, you know, and, and life doesn't stop. Right. I mean, no, I had kids at that point. And so there was a little bit of pressure like that first year because I was like, okay, how many houses do we have to build to make sure that we can continue, That's right. you know, with everything else that we have. And I think a lot of people that are not entrepreneurs yet are kind of on that cliff of, do I do it or not do it? It truly is a mindset. Like take the jump, and then just say, I'm not going to let it fail. Are there going to be failures along the way? Absolutely. I did not do this perfect at all. I look <laughs> no. back and I'm like, oh, wow, I am pissed away a lot of money, you know, trying to get it right. But then when you get it right, I think everything outweighs all of those mountains that you had to climb. And oh, I definitely sure. agree with you. It's definitely predetermined for sure. Yeah. We did, we did in a 12 months behind Hurricane Sally um, was probably our biggest 12 month period to date, uh, right behind a hurricane on a roofing company where we did over 4 million in a 12 month period. And I lost $150,000 because I didn't, I was coming from being a police officer. I didn't know how to own a business, how to run a business, how to manage yeah. people, how to build teams. I didn't know anything about comp or insurance audits or all the other million things that we have to deal with as entrepreneurs on a daily basis, I just had never experienced them, didn't know what I was doing. So, um, and what could have been a blessing, we had a ton of work actually ended up, we were hemorrhaging money and put a strain on my marriage and everything else. So these are the things I like to talk about on the show because yeah. so many people don't see it. So many people don't ever hear this. They just look at you as sort of an end product or your business as an end product and think, man, Erica's super smart. It was so she that was so easy for her. There's no way I could ever do what she did that easily. And people don't understand it was not easy. It and that's was what I like to talk easy. about. Look, it's still not easy. So let's think about this. And this is one thing that I like to tell everybody when they say, Oh, how do you work with your spouse? 
that's, that's hard, right? You have to know when to like have work time and then cut it off and then have spouse time um, and kid time and personal time and all these things. And so one thing that Garland and I truly struggled with, like that first year, year and a half was like getting in our own lanes. Look, nobody on here really knows me. You've known me because we've gotten to talk over the last six months, but like I'm boss, babe. Like I'm the boss. This is my office. This is what we do. These are the processes. Right. And I had to like rein that back in. I mean, for the first two and a half years, I was putting my, you know, pink boots on and going to these job sites and I was running these subs and I was, you know, meeting with clients and doing all these things. So I had to rein that back and give him the respect that he deserved whenever he's now taking on that role. So it was almost like I had to step back to be the CEO. And as an entrepreneur, that's like really hard whenever that's typically not a dynamic in a marriage, right? So we had to relearn how to have those type of conversations. Like, how do you sit down and correct your husband when he doesn't do something right at work and then let that overflow, that pot fell over and not be resentful when you get home and be like, Oh, now you want to be my wife. Now you want (laughs) to, you know? Um, so it was a lot of like learning. So it's not just business, it's business and working with your spouse and like trying to maneuver through those muddy waters took us a little while. Yes. So like for us, Macy is absolutely amazing. I love having her in office. I love having her answering the phones. Like she came from a career where that's what she did. She was a rock star on the phone. I mean, she's a, she's a, certified hostage negotiator negotiator everything <laughs> like yeah i mean she when it comes to talking to people on the phone building rapport setting a point i mean she is amazing at what she does up there and then she's learned how to handle our our books our finances so my whole thing is the person handling the money if she steals from me it just goes into my own safe so it doesn't matter to me. I'm, <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm, That's I'm, right. I'm okay with it uh, so there's nobody that I trust more to have up there. But man, I'll tell you, especially after Hurricane Sally, when that hurricane hit for the, the first year after that really put a strain on our marriage. We had never even had a loud verbal altercation. We had never even hollered at each other before that hurricane hit. And then the amount of stress you're under, the amount of phone calls you get every day and clients as prices and you know, building materials were so hard to get and you would give mm-hmm. somebody a price and then t- 10 days later, they'd want to move forward. Yeah. But the, the material price is almost double now. And you said, well, it's going to be this amount. And they're accusing you of price gouging, gouging. That's all right. this type stuff, man. And it was just, it was, it was horrible for us. It was some of the most stress. We, we never imagined life could be that stressful coming from law enforcement. I thought I had seen it all. It's as stressful as it's ever going to get. Everything will be easy after this. And it just wasn't entrepreneurship is a completely different beast. It's a completely different animal because it takes a hundred percent of your time all the time. Everybody, everybody talk about work-life balance and work-life harmony. And eventually it takes some time. Eventually you can figure it out. And that's where we are today. And I'm going to tell you those first couple of years were, were daunting. They were, they were stressful, very, very stressful. And it becomes your finances are no longer the things I worried about were no longer. Are we going to have enough money to pay our bills? It's are all these people who depend on us going to have enough money to pay their bills? You know, you you, you add every time you hire somebody, you got a whole new family, a whole That's new right. set of mouths to feed. 
that are dependent on, on you and they have to buy into this vision that you've sold them. And it's, uh, it, it was, it was very stressful. And, and during that time I found myself, um, depressed knowing that I had no business being a business owner. I didn't know how to run a business. So that's when I, I looked out and, and found Mike Claudio and, and Renrate Consulting and hired a coach. And they started helping me figure out who I am, what I want to be known for, what yeah. type of legacy I want to leave. And we started working on that type stuff. Um, our home life began to rebound and we began to figure it out. And like right now, we do an excellent job. And I'm sure you and Garland do too now because you've had the experience. You've had the time to figure out how to how to set the boundaries and stuff. And, you know, there are, there are days I'll come home and hug Macy and give her a kiss. And I'm like, man, that boss of yours is sure is an asshole. You know, <laughs> That's she'll, right. That's she'll, right. she'll laugh and look at me, but it's, it's, it's family time then, you know That's what I mean? Right. And we go back to, because it's in business, nobody's going to get everything right. A hundred percent of the time she's going to fail often, just like I yeah. fail often. And you have to get used to not, calling her out on those failures and, and, and being supportive like, Hey, and I, and I don't want to say failures on those setbacks. And, yeah. And- so we always try to talk about like, if there's a shortcoming, like whatever it is, whether that's as a boss or as a spouse or, you know, even as parents, look, we have shortcomings with our kids. You know, I have a really stressful day and then I'll come home and I find myself and I'll snap at Kipton or Arbery. And I'm like, Oh wait, I need to like retract that. Like, let me, let me take two steps back. I think it goes back to what you were saying, like, we're going to have those things happen. But as an entrepreneur and somebody that's coming into business, what I, what I try to tell them, or I try to give my opinion on is that it's not always a bed of roses. Like everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to get to make my own schedule. I'm going to get to be off whenever I want to. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And when you take on that responsibility, I think the weight, you feel the weight of the world sometimes. And I try to just um, keep my mindset is what I work on all the time. And that was part of coming to win rate was like getting that mindset of like, if we're clear on our goals and we're clear on where we're going and we have these strategic plans in place, like how are we going to get there? And then that allowed me to have more free time to have date nights with Garland. We didn't do that for a long time. We just Mm -hmm. let the kids run our lives. Right. Um, And it truly is about like escaping the work, escaping that nine to five, escaping that moment of being mom and dad and being husband and wife. Sometimes we all need that. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I think they fall down that slippery slope. And then I think that's when they burn out and you hear of so many businesses closing within five years. Um, A lot of it, some of it is financial because they don't know what to do. There's no coaching on how to get them. And then they waste so much money you know, trying to get themselves where they need to be that then it's like, okay, I'm just going back to the corporate world. I'd rather do that than, you know, keep wasting money and try to figure it out. So I think it's, you truly have to have a clear mindset or work on that continuously and not question yourself too. And I think like Macy, like Garland, when you have a spouse Mm -hmm. that's supportive, that's always helpful. Not that Garland doesn't come home and he's like, damn, she was such a bitch today at work. But (laughs) He knows at the end of the day, it's because I have such high expectations for our company. We have high expectations for our standards. And he knows that. And he knows that, you know, we can wipe that away and and come back to to just us. It's not easy, but we do. For sure. And I'm glad we got on the on the topic of working with our spouses because it's something I haven't shared. We haven't talked to anybody else on the show about before. And it is something that I believe a lot of us entrepreneurs do 
whether it's official or unofficially. Like I, I think a lot of people have spouses and stuff helping them out, even though they're not in official roles. And it causes the same type of anxiety, the same type of, you know, hardships in, in, in their marriage. For me and Macy, I think what helped us the most is <clears throat> when we figured out that we could step back and sort of take a look at this ship, this vessel that we're building and, and be in agreement on how we think it should run, what our ultimate goals are. So that way, whenever I feel like she could do better or she's feeling like I could do better in my role, and we talk to each other. We know that it's not a personal attack. We just both want what's best for everybody involved in that i still smile when i say it because it's hard to do you know sometimes you think in your in your heart of hearts you're 100 correct in everything that you do that's the ego that we all live with and then to have your spouse question you and sometimes in front of other people on the team and it's like man you're the one person that's supposed to have my back and then she's got to break it down to me like do you really want me to have your back or do you want to do what's best for the company it's like we need to do what's best for the company so well it's funny that we're talking about this because did you see um mike's post this morning i didn't so mike was talking about how him and tiffany the communication of just like expectations when you work together you just assume that the other person knows Mm -hmm. you've been together for so long you've been married now you work together the other person is just supposed to know right and i'm reading that and now we're talking about spouses working with each other and i'm like that's something that i need to work on like i just expect him to know i I, I didn't realize it, but I did read the post. I know exactly what you're talking about because yeah. I thought in that moment that I'm guilty of that. A hundred percent right Just here. assuming that she knew what I needed from her and wanted from her. And then when it's not done to that sort of, I don't know, that standard that I had in my mind for what needed to be done without explaining it to her and it doesn't get done that way, then I, I catch myself frustrated. And right. really the only person I should be frustrated with is me. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. But see, no. this is the man, and the, I want everybody listening to understand this is the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people. Just me and Erica having a conversation right now, talking about our past. We both come to an, a, a a pretty profound realization that uh, <laughs> we have some work to do. That's and, right. Uh, and uh, and our businesses and our marriages they kind of inter- intermingle in this in this stance, but. You know, if you don't have the right people in your life, you're not having conversation with the right people. These little moments like we just had, you miss out on those. So I want everybody to understand this is why when people say you're a culmination or the average of the five people you hang around the most, this is what they mean. And it's it's because of this. It's not that if you hang out with with people who you view as less than you. And I, and I don't like ever thinking in that terms. I don't think I'm better than anybody, but I know that that's the way it gets talked about a lot. And if you think that someone isn't driven or isn't motivated and you think you're going to hang out with them and it's going to kill your motivation, your drive, that's not what I'm talking about. What we're talking about is surrounding yourself with people who you know are driven, who you know are focused, who, who, who you know are goal-oriented so that, for example... If if I'm hanging out with my guy friends and I come in and I say, man, you know, and we've been talking about Macy, so I'm going to throw under the bus again. But let's just say I come <laughs> in baby. and I say, and I say, you know, Macy's being a real, a real bitch these days. You know, she's always on me about washing dishes and cleaning house. I don't want my guy friends to be like, don't listen to that shit. I want them to look at me like, well, when's the last time you wash the dishes? How often do you clean the house? 
how you know and they asked me how much does she help in the business is she working every day like you're working I'm like well yeah but still you know i want people to ground me and pull me back to reality and let me know if i'm acting selfishly or thinking selfishly because those are things that help us grow and advance as human beings and i think having the wrong people in your circle they will join in on your pity party they'll want to help you feel sorry for yourself and that's not the way that we advance and progress as uh, as people much less entrepreneurs so one comment that I heard that kind of resonated with me a long time ago was that a marriage is truly not 50 50. It's a hundred hundred. So if I'm not giving a hundred, then Garland's got to pick up my percentage that I'm not doing. And if he's not giving a hundred, then I've got to do that because it's a hundred hundred. It's not 50 50. We're not splitting it down the middle. And that says, okay, you do outside work. I do inside work. You fold clothes. I wash clothes. That is a complete crock of crap. Like when you are truly invested, it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent every day. You have to give a hundred percent equally every day to ensure that the other person doesn't fall, doesn't fall. And if they need your help, you grab their hand and you say, nope, I'm going to give you that hundred percent today. And I'm going to go wash the dishes because you are tired. And then tomorrow, if I'm tired or I'm exhausted or the kids are aggravating or whatever the scenario is, then he's going to pick me back up. So the one thing that I talk about is that marriage is not 50, 50, it's a hundred, hundred. And my mom yep. told me that a long time ago. And I really didn't understand that until I analyzed that. She was right. Everybody has to give 100%. Not every day, but everybody has to give 100%. Whether that's at work or in your marriage or with your kids, it's 100-100. It's not 50-50. Absolutely. So I've been blessed in life to have some amazing mentors around me. And early on, before I was ever in law enforcement, um, there's a, there's a multi-level marketing company, uh, Primerica. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but I was, I, I was in the organization. We did, um, sort of financial planning, a lot of stuff. There were, there were, uh, mortgages. We would help people, uh, do a second mortgage, use that to pay off debt, structure paying off debt. They had, uh, I mean, it was, it was an amazing, it was amazing, system that they had very few people followed it um but you could get your series seven and stuff licenses and like that and i started understanding investments but one of the guys in that company was one of the most brilliant men i've ever met in my life it, back then he made four or five million dollars a year what he brought home just an amazing person the first ever what i would call coach i've ever had in my life a mentor and we were talking one day we were at a coffee shop having coffee me and him and my my cousin michael we were in baton rouge i, I was he's from baton rouge Yay. this whole organization is from baton rouge and we happened to be at a little coffee shop in baton rouge and he asked me that one day because he he, he asked me what was wrong and if i was married to my ex-wife at the time the mother of my of uh, my three older kids and we were sitting there and, and I was explaining to him that we were having some issues. And he said, well, how do you think a marriage should be set up? And I said, what do you mean? He said, like, like, how do you think it should be divided up? All the work, everything that has to be done. And I said, 50, 50, that's the only fair way to do it. And he said, you're a hundred percent wrong. And I said, what do you mean? He said, it has to be a hundred and zero. I said, what do you mean a hundred and zero? He said, in your life, the only way you're ever going to be happy is if you figure out how to give 100% in everything that you do and expect zero in return. He said, your marriage yes. is absolutely no different. He said, you can't 
make someone else happy. You're not responsible for someone else's happiness. He said, nobody else in this world is responsible for your happiness. True happiness comes when you wake up every day and you commit to giving 100% to achieving your goals and dreams for you and for your family. And he said, take in consideration everybody around you, what their needs are, what their desires are. Try your best to facilitate for those. You wake up every day and you give 100% and you expect zero in return. He said, when you know you found the right person, to share life with is when you have somebody who's also given a hundred percent every day and they're expecting nothing from you in return. He said, if you live your life expecting something from other people, you will be let down every turn, every step of the way. And he said, you will never be happy and you'll start to look for happiness in other people and those around you to make you happy. And he said, you're the only one who can do that for yourself. He said, so your marriage, your job, whatever it is you decide to do in life, he said, give a hundred percent, and expect zero in return. And you're the only other person I ever heard say 100, 100, because that's yes. as class as absolutely as close to the advice that yeah. he gave me all those years ago. And I truly, it's so much easier to say than do because it still. Is. But then I also revert that back to business too. So, like when we mm-hmm. talk about like our staff and our subcontractors, like I always tell them, we're going to work smarter, not harder, and we're going to give 100%. So, I try to take that same mentality and incorporate it right back to the business. And I find that because I really do have these like over accelerated expectations that sometimes I end up letting myself down. But if I come and I give a hundred percent every day, the only person I'm letting down is myself. And was it that I really let myself down or I just had like really high over expected um, achievement set for the day. Um, and so I think it, it, it is relatable between the two, between marriage and, and work it related, is. you know, it is. But on those days where you feel like you come up short and you don't hit the mark because you probably had too much expectation for yourself or set too big of a goal for that day, do you let that take away from your mark tomorrow or do you go right back no. to the drawing board? So I used to. I used to be really hard on myself about, oh my gosh, I didn't get everything done today. And I am very good about setting goals and then getting there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything that ENG wanted to do in a 10 year mark, we've done in five years. So I am very goal driven. I like that. I try to have that in perspective, like with our business, where we're going, what we're doing and in our home life too. Okay. What Mm -hmm. do we want to accomplish as in our home life and how do we get there? But as far as like when things don't go my way, because that's truly what it is, right? When I set the expectation, I make the list of what I'm going to do. It's me trying to set what I'm doing for the day. I try to just take a minute and just like, okay, I might've got frustrated with this, but I'm going to move on. Because if not, then it kind of like is that whole snowball effect where you're just not positive the rest of the day. And that rolls into, again, what we were talking about earlier, going back into family life, home life, kid life. And what did my kids do all day? They went to school and they have no idea what happened at work today. So why do we need to bring that home? So I really do try to say, okay, this is where it stops and we'll just pick it back up tomorrow. I like to have enclosed loops. That's what I tell everybody. Like I like to close the loop before I go home. Cause if not, my mind tends to like go over and over and over it. But I also have started to write stuff down. Like as I want to keep talking about it or playing it over in my head, I have like a little notebook or journal right next to me and I'll just write it down. And like, I tell myself what happened today that I wasn't allowed to finish what I needed to do. Sometimes my door is like a revolving door. True fact, but like, a hundred percent transparent for me to get on this podcast this morning. I had to lock the door because if somebody comes up, they're going to come right in. They want to talk and chit chat. 
well, we don't realize we're trying to be nice and have conversation, but that would have taken my time away from you this morning. That would have intervened with um, the rest of my calendar of events today. Not that I want to be rude to anybody, but I do have a schedule that I like to follow. And that was brought up in win rate, like showing me you need to block time. And so I've done much better with that. And I think that's another thing that entrepreneurs probably struggle with at the beginning is, is it okay for me to truly block time and stick to it? I'm very time conscious. Okay, this starts then and then we have to finish here so that I'm not late for somebody else. It's respecting somebody else's time or respecting my next task that I have to do to give myself, what, 100% on that particular um, task that I have to do. Yeah, I love it. And so for, like for me, I'll, and I'll share a little bit on that too. For me, what I like to do is <clears throat> there are about six things every day personal Facebook post, business Facebook post. I like to cold plunge every morning. I like to get in some type of a workout and then just a few other personal things for like my marriage and my kids. And what I do is when I wake up every morning, I make sure throughout the day that I do those six things at a minimum. As long as I do those six things and I have one a day, there's nothing to be upset about because I know that there are going to be wrenches thrown in from every different direction throughout the day. And there's a lot of things that I'm just not in control of. So I try to control how I respond to those situations. And then I make sure that I get the fundamentals done every day and anything else that's missed. I don't, I don't try to harp on it too much. I'm like everybody else and, and, and I'm a deep thinker. So I struggle with that at times, but for the most part, that's what I like to do. That's what I like to focus on. And then I want to share. So everybody listening, Erica said she had to lock the door. Just so you all know, for the last six months, we've been doing these and I've seen kids and husbands and employees. Oh. So she's not she's not joking. And to, I know a lot of people are here in five years. You built an eight million dollar revenue company in, yeah. in five years and think that you may have neglected kids and husband and stuff along the way. And I don't believe that you have because I see it and I see you at ball games all the time. <laughs> I, we've had calls where you're traveling so you don't have to miss games yeah. and you're telling kids in the back, be quiet while you have your coaching calls. So I just want people <laughs> to know that uh, you are uh, a dedicated wife and mother for sure. I've seen it with my own two eyes. So you, you don't have to sacrifice that part of your life. Look, I will tell you 100% transparent for those that are listening. I do struggle with that. And I think that would be a completely different podcast. Mm -hmm. But as a mother, I do struggle with that. How do I continue to grow? How do I continue to expand and not give up that time with them? I'm very adamant that I pick them up every day at school. When I started my business, that was one thing that I wanted. That was that was like the top priority list. Like it wasn't, oh, I want to go on vacations. It was that I wanted to drop them off at school and I want to pick them up from school. I want to be the last one to tell them I love them. And I want to be the first one to ask them how their day is. And to this day, I am very adamant. My sign is on my window by my front door. This office is open from nine to three thirty. And it is only by appointments, only after that, because then my kids dance, my kids baseball, mm -hmm. and I try to work around everybody's schedule, but but it truly has to be a give and take. So I appreciate that you say that, but it is crazy sometimes to try it to is. have those blocks of time, but it's also okay to feel like you're falling short. And I struggled with that for a long time when I first started the business, because it was a lot of early mornings, late nights, um, you know, trying to rush around and get there 
you know, if I could, if I couldn't, when we didn't have staff, it was harder. So the one thing that I will say is that a lot of people say, oh, you know, look how great she's doing. There are days that it is not. There's hollering matches right. in the morning because Arby doesn't want to get dressed. And there's calls in the car because we're traveling with Kipton's baseball. But those are the things that we maneuver and we try to still work through because at the end of the day, the goal is, is what? To be there with them for my family. Yep. And this is an amazing journey with our business, but that's secondary. Um I would not want to go back to the corporate world. Let's just say that so that the whole world can know that. I love my old bosses, but um, our journey has been pretty amazing. Um, but it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay to feel that way. You, Kenny, I mean, you're yeah, a dad. Absolutely. You know, you've got all kinds of stuff going on. A hundred percent. The lucky the lucky part for us, me and Macy, is we talked about it. And um, we make sure. So we have a four-year-old son who's autistic and he goes to yes. therapy every day and she has to be the one to drop him off and pick him up because not only because she wants to be just like you, she's a mom, but at the same time, him being autistic, he has his routines. He has things that and if somebody else picks him up the rest of his day can be ruined. So Hard, it's, right. it's very important for her to be the one who drops him off and picks him up. So in knowing that, we don't put a lot of pressure on her to overperform during the day in her role within the business. And it's not irregular for me to come home and her to say, Hey, after dinner, if you don't mind sitting with the kids. Cause I haven't seen them all day. She's been in and out with them. And she'll ask me, do you mind sitting with the kids and watching some TV? I'm going to, we happen to live above our office. So she'll say, I'm going to go downstairs and do a little work tonight. And often she'll disappear for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes in the yeah. evening to get caught up on stuff that she put to the side during the day so she could be with the family. One thing we decided early on was if what we're pursuing is going to deteriorate the reason we're pursuing it, then why even do it? You know, like we, when I was a cop and she was at the sheriff's office as a dispatcher, we didn't have a lot of time together, but we were happy. We laughed a lot. We smiled a lot. It was a happy household. So to think that we have to have, a ton of money or big businesses or any of this other stuff to be happy is asinine because we were happy before that. That's right. This is just something that we're building in addition to that. So we can live a different type life. We can, we can experience memories and experience things that most people don't get to experience. And that's our, that's our why. But if building it began to deteriorate or diminish what we're building it for, then to me, it wouldn't be worth it anymore. No, and I remember you kind of talking about that during one of our coaching sessions, and that really steadfast with me. And I remember going home and talking to Garland and saying, you know what, this is what we talked about on our coaching call today. And it really resonated that our why always has to be what's steering the ship. And um, our why has always been, I think a lot of people start off about the money and then if mm -hmm. they really start to grow and they really do a lot of internal growth and coaching and really get to it there's a why that's behind there why did you want the money why do you need the money um, what do you want to do with that um right. and so i think if you and i think sam talked about this one time on a huddle call like what is your why? And I think you have to constantly remind yourself of your why, because you can definitely, you know, go off on a tangent path there if you're looking for something else. But again, compass always leads north. So what is the why? So right. I think that that should lead everybody's. If there was one thing, start your entrepreneurship, start your journey. And the first thing you should ask yourself is, 
why, what are you doing this for? What are you doing this for? And don't lie about it. Like if it is about the money, then say, okay, I want to make more money. But then the second bullet point should be, well, why do I want to make more money? Like what's the Mm -hmm. end goal there? Yeah. What are you going to do with the money? That's right. right. What are you going to do with the money? Because I I have, I found early on spending it's not the right thing. Um, So what do you want to do? If you do make more money, what do you want to do with it? You know? So it's funny because before when we first started and we were doing well, guilty as charged, like, Oh, well you need a new truck and I need Mm -hmm. a new car. And did we need that? Absolutely. But that was a want, not a need. That was a want, not a need. Now I'm like, let's hold all that. And we're (laughs) going to invest because I'm getting really old here really quick. So I need a retirement plan. I need investment stuff. So um, your, (laughs) your why definitely changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. But Eric, it's been a, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, having you on here. we got a few minutes left real quick. What I like to do closer to the end is ask everybody. And there are a lot of people listening. Um, and with you being a, a lady, I don't want you to only talk to the ladies. I want you to talk to the entrepreneurs. I think we have a bad habit of saying, oh, since you're a mom, talk to the moms. But for anybody looking to get in business, build a business, you know what it's like. You know what it takes. What's what's some of the sim- most simple, basic advice you wish somebody would have given you early on that you feel like could have helped you out? Get rid of your own self-doubt. However you need to do that, whether that's getting a coach, cold plunging, that's new for me, but it's amazing. (laughs) Um, You know, getting rid of your own self-doubt. And look, that is not easy. I still struggle with that. I think a lot of people do, whether they're entrepreneurs or not, but I think entrepreneurs deal with that even more because it is risky. You have Mm -hmm. to be a risk taker to be in this business. And for me, my number one thing is, is get out of your own head, set those goals and strive for them, work hard, surround yourself by people that motivate you, that are cheering you on. Don't listen to the naysayers. Social media can be an amazing platform, but it can be a nasty rabbit hole to go down. Um, so your mindset, again, and I think that goes back to what we talked about before, having a clear mindset, clear goal set of what you want to do. And then just try not to doubt yourself. And when you feel yourself doubting yourself, just know that you were put in this place to do something amazing. And being amazing is only held back by your own self. It's not held back by anybody else except for yourself. Right. I agree. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. So before we hop off of here, where can everybody find you? How can they reach you? So our website is www.buildwitheng.com and you can contact us there. Um, We are going to be dropping our own podcast, which we're super excited about. It's called Escape the Nine to Five in October. Um, So we hope that everybody would join us and be on the lookout for that. There's going to be some really raw talk about building and mom life, marriage, ups and downs, Mm -hmm. kids, um, all those yummy things. And then also on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, you can find us, like us, share us, ask questions, you know, Hey, shoot me a question or stuff that you want to hear on my podcast. And I'll, uh, I'll try to see if I can get some good stuff on that. So. Perfect. And and make sure that you do reach out if you can within reason, be respectful, but Erica's a wealth of knowledge. Um, I know yes. I got credit for coaching her for six months, but she did a lot of coaching me no, during that time wonderful. too. And, uh, but uh, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing no, your story. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. It was fun. And I always love our conversations. It's so easy. And um, anybody that's getting on the podcast, don't be nervous. 
<laughs> not at all. It's just a, it's just a conversation. Erica, thank you so much. Glad you no, came thanks, on. Kenny. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their respect the field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.